Ecclesiastes, the third chapter. I have a thought tonight, I believe it would be time and how we use it. Time and how time to pluck up that which is planted. Time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. Time to weep and a time time to weep and a time to laugh. Time to mourn and a time to dance. Time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. Time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Time to get and a time to lose. Time to keep and a time to cast away. Time to rend and a time to sow. Time to keep silence and a time to speak. Time to love and a time to hate. Time of war and a time of peace. Then he ends this with what profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth. He's saying all that because as far as humanity is concerned, whatever man does without God is vanity and vexation. The Apostle Paul is saying to the church at Philippi, third chapter, 13th and the 14th verse, these words, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, And reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's read verse 15. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. I would like to... Take a few moments of your time tonight to talk about time. Sometimes we use time as if it's going to last forever. But we ought to consider the value of the time that we have. We set life in time frames. If you look at it, childhood, youth, adulthood, and old age. And a man is put here as a crying babe and goes out in old age in the span of 70 years or maybe longer. And it seems like just a flicker of a light and then it's gone. Even the watches on our wrist gauge time. Calendars on our desk and on our walls tell us how important time is. I think it's crying out to us to waste away years. And to waste away time is to waste away life. I want to go over that again, to waste away years and to waste away time that God has given us is to waste away lives. There's been a lot of lives that's been wasted. Empty years means empty lives. Wasted years mean wasted lives and broken years means broken lives. I'm saying this because we're coming to the close of what all Bible scholars said was one of the most important years since almost the history of humanity, 1982. A lot of things were supposed to have happened, and a lot of things have happened. Much that's been ministered about and prophesied has never happened as yet. But we're coming to the close of one of the most supposedly valuable years in human life.
I think perhaps many things have happened in this year. Perhaps things that we don't know anything about. As a power of God has been busy working in the lives of individuals as well as the powers of hell have been busy captivating, capturing, damning and sending souls to hell. I've been in a ministry a lot of years. I don't believe I ever saw a year where there was more unrest in the lives of humanity, whether they be Christians or whether they be sinners. It just seems as if there is no time to rest. It seems as if our priorities have been all mixed up. It just seems as if time has come and it's gone. And after this year, we need to, right now, before it ends, search our lives and realize that every year is important. This is supposed to have been a momentous year. Many things were supposed to happen, but all years are important. This is coming to a close. But God is still on the throne, and God is still important. And this means any one year that we come into has a value. I think before this year ends, it would be good tonight if we take inventory of the assets of this past year that has been before us. What were your goals for this year? I've asked myself that. What were your priorities for this year? What were your aspirations? What did you dream about? What did you want to accomplish in this year of 1982? I don't know that everybody's like me. I have goals for every year. Goals set for everything I do. Many people just fritter away their life. Have no goals set. Just rock along. Just as if time would always be here. But time is a valuable asset. God has given us a few small years on the face of this earth to do something with this life He's given us and to transform our own lives plus be responsible for the transformation of others. I've always had goals in my life. I've always had aspirations in my life ever since I can remember and especially since I come to know the Lord. When the Lord put upon our heart to come to this church in Mount Vernon, it seemed as if the impossible thing to do seemed like the most foolish thing that we'd ever done in our life. And yet we knew that God was in it. We still know that God was in it. And yet we had to set some priorities. We had to set some goals. We had to ask God through prayer, what do you want out of us? And how long do you allot us to gain those things? And month by month, a wife and I have sat down through much prayer and set goals that we'd like to attain in our life, set things that we'd like to see done in the church for its spiritual growth. And God has sanctioned them, and we have been given time, and we'll not discuss the time, and we've given, been given time to do our very level best to sacrifice, to suffer, to do whatever is humanly possible, to stir hearts and stir souls and open doors for the lonely and for the discouraged and for those that have been downtrodden to have a place to come in where they can worship God without fear and without favor and to know that they were welcome. Now to do this, it takes pillars of the church. To do this, it takes individuals that have the same aspirations, the same desire, the same willingness to lay aside everything else and first and foremost 
put the reaching of lost souls before anything else. And as I said, God has given us time, I believe limited time, to begin to arouse ourselves and to arouse the congregation and to some way or somehow bring us to our feet and make us realize there's a world out there and that we are responsible for reaching lost souls. And to see individuals that don't have the power of the Holy Ghost go be filled with the Holy Ghost. And to see individuals that are not saved, see them saved. And individuals that are... We sit back as if time is not important at all. One day goes by and then two. Many times, and I'm sure we're faced with this, many times a solid week goes by without one fervent hour of prayer in our individual lives. I'm sure this is not the case with us all, but time has been robbed from us. That valuable, glorious thing that God gave us and breath to breathe it and minutes become hours and hours become days and days become weeks and weeks become months and months become years. And God has given us a thing, a commodity called time. And he challenges us to use that time to the upbuilding of his kingdom and upbuilding of his cause. Now there's two things that enhance the value of time. It's brevity. And it's uncertainty. Time is brief. You could be sitting here. Right now, with a moment, breath could leave your body. And you could be dead. It's uncertain. We try to claim so many weeks or so many years. Or so many hours that might be ours. But time in itself is uncertain. The Bible even tells us how brief life is. As it says, our lives are like a weaver's shuttle. They're like grass which grows in the morning and is cut down in the evening. I think I want to challenge us tonight more than ever before how we may not have a month, how we may not have six months, how we may not have a year to reach some lives that are important to God. Amen. Tomorrow is important. That more than anything else, today hasn't ended yet, and the rest of this day is important. A bedtime prayer we pray. Perhaps it's one of the most important prayers at the ending of day as we thank God for the glory that's been with us and for the privilege of having Him and living in a home where the deaf angel hasn't passed over. And then the glorious opportunity to present somebody's name in prayer that don't know how to pray. And we lay down in our soft beds in our comfortable homes and lay down and go to sleep and then are aroused by the freshness of the Holy Spirit in the morning. Time, you see, has been good to us. Time, even though it has been valuable, but there's a shortage of time. I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but every day that we live comes closer to the coming of the Lord. We don't have years and years and years to reach the world and to complete the thing that God has given us in our life. Just a short time until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just a short time for a sinner to make the most important decision in his life. Just a short time for an individual that hasn't completed the plan of salvation to make the most important decision of his life. Time enough for you and I to realize that today is our day. We have no promise of tomorrow. We could close our eyes in blissful sleep 
and our souls would be saved. But what about those that God holds us accountable for? Time has been wasted. Many times for the luxuries of our bodies. To the satisfying of human sinful flesh. Of just being sure that human flesh does not suffer. And all the same time the booming voice of God cries out through the generations of time. That says if you suffer with me, you'll reign with me. And all of us fully intend to suffer. All of us fully intend someday to put down our human lust and our earthbound desires and really serve God. Now isn't that the focus of our attention, all of us? There's not a single soul that knows God that doesn't say in their own mind and own life, I'm going to do better. But most of the time, it's tomorrow. But time is important. It's valuable. There's a shortage of time. And when there's a shortage of a commodity, the price goes up. And the price of time is rising right now. Time's valuable. The time you spend it in the house of God is valuable time. The time you spend on your knees is valuable time. The time you spend in vegetation or interceding for some lost soul or living close to some loved one that needs your shoulder to cry on is valuable time. Time is fleeting. It's gone. The brevity of time should give us a new urgency as it did Jesus. You see, when he came here, he had just a small portion of time to walk the shores of Galilee and touch shoulders and rub shoulders with those whom he loved so much. And these were his words, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is now day, for the night cometh when no man can work. Jesus realized the brevity of time, realized the uncertainty of it, knew where he was headed, and knew he had a job to do, and knew he had no time to waste. Knew that time was valuable to him. I didn't waste any time. It was valuable. There was so much work to do, Jesus sought, and so little time to do it in. And so it is with important to us. There's so much to do. There's a world out here to claim. There's lives out here to reach. There's souls out here that's laboring, that's heavy laden. There's individuals out here who would like to just have one word of somebody. Just a telephone call and tell them God loves them. Just a passing by, a fleet for a moment. You say, I don't have much time, but time is valuable. And you need to utilize it to the best of your ability. And a lot of times I'll say it again, our time is wasted on the satisfaction of me. Me desires this and me desires that and me desires something else. And God help us if we get in these ways. But friend, while we're cuddling this human flesh, how we're, we're moving upon these carnal desires. I don't know if I'm getting to you or not, but souls are going to hell. Souls are facing the damnation and burning of a burning hell. And we are responsible for them. There's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work to do in this neighborhood. There's a lot of work to do in this town. There's a lot of work to do for every individual of this church. And we don't have very much time to do it in. When I was considering pastorship here, we took a church, raised it from nothing, took 19 years. And when God said what he wanted out of me, I said, God, I don't have 19 years to put in a church. And God's voice came down almost booming. And he said, I don't have 19 years either. So what I'm trying to say is what God expects to get done has to be done a lot quicker than 19 years or perhaps 19 months. 
There's much that he needs to do. Not only is time brief, but it's uncertain. And this enhances the value of time. Knowing the uncertainty of time, the Bible urges us that when we're faced with the great issues of this day, that we should act now. I think when you look at the Bible, it's always present. He's always saying now, as he said, today is the day of salvation. Harden not your heart. And he's always pointing his people to the now. Not in the great tomorrow or the uncertain past. But he's pointing us to that which is happening now. And we need to decide now. He said, harden not your hearts. He lets us know that time is like sands in an hourglass. It's just fleeting and for a moment. And the first thing you know, try it sometime. Get you an hourglass and turn it over. And you think, I've got an hour. And the first thing you know, the sands of time sift through that. And the hour is gone. As that hour disappears and the grains of sand slip through there, many times we've accomplished very little. Time and how we use it. I can't be your judge of that. I don't go home with you. I don't know how much you pray. I don't know your concerns. And I do know the urgency of God is heavy upon me as an individual. And I'm sure it must be upon you. As we realize the uncertainty of time. What has God promised me? I usually say 70 years anyway. I mean if I live a good life, perhaps longer than that. But time is too uncertain to claim that. I cannot put what I'm going to do in the future someplace. I've got to realize today. A goal is set for today. Sure, I plan for tomorrow. But everything is not put off until tomorrow. My goals are for today. Your goals should be for today. Your aspirations. What are you going to accomplish tomorrow? Have you sat down and really in all spiritual aspects of life, have you sat down and wondered, what can I do tomorrow for the kingdom of God? Most of us, if we're not careful, are concerned with our jobs. Or perhaps our way of life. As to what we're going to do after we get in from work. And this is fine. Life should be ordered. But friend, when we leave our spiritual portions of life out, we are in trouble. Life is too valuable. It is too important. And we need to decide tonight. But I think the thing I want to get to us is this. Let's don't be in bondage to the years that have passed. And let's don't be enslaved by the years that lie ahead. A man can be enslaved and held in bondage by his past or by the same token by his future. How many of us have been held in bondage by the past, chained by some wounded memory, some guilt or some hurt or some habit, and we're chained to that thing? That's in the past. A friend, let me point you an individual that probably had a worse past and anybody I know of, and become the greatest apostle that the world has ever known. The apostle Paul had a bad past, and he wouldn't stay in bondage to that past. He wouldn't let it be chained. He persecuted the church. He even gave consent to murder, and what a guilt trip he could have had. He ever stopped to think what a guilt trip he could have had had the apostle Paul looked at the situation, sized it up, and said, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth to those things that are before me. I think it would be good in every Christian life to forget the guilt of the past, 
Forget the memories of the past that we've tried to build on and realize, says the Apostle Paul, that there's a bright thing ahead of us and there's a present to live and a future to gain and a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Paul said, I will not, I will not allow the powers of hell to make me go on a guilt trip. How many people have you talked to that have really been, in a sense, bad people? And they say, but God would never forgive me for what I've done. You see, they're being held and changed to a, chained to a bondage of the past. 